Hey! Hello and welcome back to another episode of the DC Hoops Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Dawson Cloward, and today we have a great podcast here for you today. We have some news on the rest of the NBA calendar year as it will go, as well as my picks for the 2019-2020 All-NBA teams. That coming up next... Hey, welcome back everyone to today's podcast. I hope everyone is having a great day today. I know I am. I just got back from work today. I know everyone can really relate to that, especially college students my age listening to this podcast. I know it's a grind right now, especially only right now working in the summer or whatever we're doing right now. I know it'll pay off in the future and that's kind of the outlook that I try to have on whatever I'm doing, even if I procrastinate something or I'm just too lazy. I always try to keep in mind that this will all pay off in the future, and I hope everyone can try to have that outlook on life. Now, today, we're going to get right into it. First, we're going to start with some small news, actually kind of big news of the NBA since last time we were on this podcast. Um, We're going to go over the rest of the calendar year for the NBA. Now, we're going to go over the dates um, this is a source from 95.7 The Game. This is actually a radio slash broadcasting network out of the Bay Area. They mostly cover my Warriors, but they have a lot of they get a lot of NBA news and insiding stuff as well. Now we're gonna go over some dates here. Training camp will start June 30th here at the end of the month. Um, basically, this is gonna happen at each team's practice facility. The 22 teams that we mentioned before that it will be playing in Orlando are going to be in these training camps. They're going to do a couple week of training camp, looks like about a week actually, at their own facilities. Then the week after on July 7th, they will be traveling to Orlando to get ready and to start practicing, getting used to playing in this bubble in Orlando in at the ESPN Worldwide Games. Now, the games, of course, will start July 31st, as we mentioned before, so they'll get a nice couple weeks to kind of get into the flow of things and get even more trained up. They'll probably have a training camp also in Orlando and practices held in different facilities. Now, the draft lottery is moved to August 25th. Now, this will be probably during the, the end of the regular season of those eight regular season games and probably the start of the playoffs. Uh, this should be interesting. It'll probably most likely be... As my sources have said, probably like the NFL draft, uh, it's probably going to be on kind of Zoom or that kind of thing where GMs or team representatives will basically just be on screen while the commissioner or the uh, vice commissioner, whoever you call him, he will be doing the draft lottery and then obviously they'll have it over video for each represent team rem- representative. I'm excited for this date because obviously my Warriors are going to have the best odds at the number one overall pick and I'm excited. Maybe we can get that James Wiseman. You never know. Look out for my later edition of my way too early mock draft. That one will be next Monday. Well, that's what I'm planning on. So let me know what you guys think, what your team will draft in this year's upcoming draft. Now, the draft will actually be on October 15th. This will be just three days after the Game 7 of the NBA Finals, if it does go to seven games. Then free agency will actually start three days after that. So October 12th through the 19th, that week is about to be crazy, and I'm actually excited for that one. It's going to be kind of a crazy switch around, and 
they're planning on the next season start to be December 1st. Um, I heard reports earlier that it was going to start on Christmas. I don't know about starting December 1st. That'll just mean they have to turn around a month after and play games again. I mean, it'll give an advantage to my Warriors because, say, we haven't played since March. I mean, we're going to have fresh legs. Whereas, say, LeBron James or Giannis, if they play in the finals, they literally played all that time and only have about a month of rest to really prepare for the next season. So I don't know if that's probably going to change. I would not be surprised if it does. But even then, that should be fun to have games start in December again and get us back on a schedule for the 2021-2022 season. Now, the lottery, now a lot of people are wondering, um, so can't just a team like Washington or say the Suns, who really don't have a chance of getting in as much, can't they just tank these eight games in the regular last of the regular season so they can get a better, better draft spot? Well, no, actually. So the NBA came out and said that the lottery will be based on the standings of the NBA teams when the season was postponed. So the Warriors would still have the top odds at the number one pick. So say a Washington Wizards can't just give up and tank to get behind, say, the Hornets at a draft spot. Now, I think this is good, and it'll actually create a lot more competitiveness for this regular season and actually make teams want to push to get in the playoffs since I mean, say a, a Suns team somehow get in as the third, like go from the 13th to 9th seed and then play their way in. If they somehow do that, they could potentially be playing in the playoffs with, say, a top seven pick. That's going to be pretty cool if, I mean, that'll give teams, again, some motivation to play. Now, that's all the news I have for you today. Um, if, we, if any more uh, big news comes up, oh, also, I just totally forgot about this. Kevin Durant has come out and said that he will not play as well. John Wall, of course, will not be playing until next season, which kind of sucks. I was really looking forward to this most likely Nets and Raptors first-round matchup. Unfortunately, I don't think that's going to be as competitive as I thought, especially if Kyrie doesn't come back. I mean, it's probably a Raptors sweep, unfortunately, but I mean, at least Durant will and Wall will be completely 110% healthy next season. Now, I want to get right into my All-NBA team picks for the 2019-2020 season. Now, I'm making these picks based on what we've seen so far. So, around these 60 games when, until the season was postponed. That's what I'm going off of. I'm not going to go off of what I think they're going to do in playoffs or whatever. Of course, mostly All-NBA teams are really reliant on if a player is in the playoffs, and that's what I'm going to mostly do. There's a couple players I've thrown in my picks that aren't on playoff teams as of right now, but I think they deserve it just because of how crazy they have played this season. Now, if you don't know what an all-NBA team is, basically the NBA, at the end of the season, um, so they give out team awards, they give out individual awards, So most people know what the MVP is. They also give out Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, Most Improved Player, Sixth Man of the Year, and Coach of the Year. But there's also teams that many teams, players that want to be on because if you make an All-NBA team, these are the best of the best as well as you can qualify for a a max contract that is higher than the usual, which is why Clay Thompson last year was really vying and really pissed that he did not get his... All NBA at least third team because he wanted the like the full max for his deal. 
he ended up getting a regular max with the Warriors this last season, but unfortunately, he wasn't able to get that bonus. But basically, reporters and other analysts pick and vote for the All-NBA teams. It goes first, second, and third. And these are usually the best guys in the NBA that season. While as All-Stars are usually, it's usually a popularity contest. And usually the best stars still get in the All-Star game. But even if, I mean, say Alex Caruso got a lot of votes this year. I mean, if he would have gotten to the All-Star game, that would have been insane. Kind of as a meme, but we all know that he didn't deserve to be there. So I'm going to get right into it with my picks. Now we're going to go with the regular there's two guards, two forwards, and a center on each All-NBA team. Now, we're going to go off of the NBA uh, position list now because I'm on basketball reference right now. Now, if you love basketball and you like to look at stats, I would very recommend basketballreference.com. It has everything you would need for stats from basically any season, anything like that, anything basketball stat-related, it'll have it. Because I'm going off of the NBA positions. Because if we go, if we here go off of the basketball reference positions, they have LeBron as a point guard, which I don't, I don't argue with because he handled the ball a lot this year with this Lakers team. So I would, but I'm going to go off of him being a small forward. I made one or two adjustments here to kind of fit in players that I wanted to that could play that position. So. I mean, these are my picks anyway, so my rules. But that's what I'm going off of mainly. Now, my first guard on this All-NBA first team is going to be Luka Doncic. Now, Luka Doncic is in his second year in the NBA. He has had a crazy sophomore year. He's averaging, he averaged 28.7 points per game, 8.7 assists per game, and 9.3 rebounds per game, as well as a steal a game. This dude lit up the floor. He only shot about 32% from three and 46% from the field. But, I mean, this dude does it all. Luka Doncic, I believe, is going to be a superstar talent in their, in this league for a long time. I mean, he brought I mean, his Mavs team is only a seventh seed right now. I do believe they could probably uh, climb a little bit. Um, mainly, this is mainly due for Doncic being out a couple games as well as uh, the Unicorn or Kristaps Porzingis. So, but this Mavs team, I think he can honestly pull a second seed upset on this Clippers team if Luka gets hot and plays like he usually does. I mean, his step back threes, some of the best in the NBA right now, it's unguardable. No matter who you put on him, Luka can just step back and hit it over him. And I'm just really impressed by his first season. And I mean, no, his second season, he's had a great year and he deserves this first guard spot on this team. Now, the second guard spot, I was really trying to debate here. I mean, if if it wasn't for LeBron not being a guard on the NBA.com, I'd probably put him at this guard spot. But I picked James Harden. Now, James Harden having an unbelievable scoring year, 34 and a half points per game, seven assists per game, six rebounds a game I mean he does average four and a half turnovers game which is quite awful but kind of like also Luka Doncic here um, he also has about four turnovers a game but that's just because of the usage with these guys these guys have the ball in their hands all the time and they're controlling these offenses so 
I mean, they're going to have higher, with higher stats come higher turnovers just because you have the ball in your hands a lot. Now, of course, we know James Harden, one of the best to get to the line. This dude averaged 12 free throws attempted per game and made about 10 of them per game. Uh, He's just the best. I mean, me, myself, as just a basketball fan, I'm not the biggest fan of his game, but I do have to say he makes it work. He he can manipulate the refs into getting any foul call for him, and he makes it work, and that's what gets him this 35 points per game. Now, he's shooting actually 35% from three, which is better than I thought, and then 43.5% from the field. He has had just had a wonderful year, other than this January-February stretch where he was kind of in a slump. And I mean, Russell Westbrook kind of carried that team this these last few months before the season was postponed, and I mean, if it wasn't for that last stretch, I'm mean, I'd have James Harden in the MVP right now. But because of that horrible stretch, I gotta give it to some my pick to someone else this year. Now, as we move on to the first small forward spot, we have LeBron James. Now, of course, LeBron, everyone knows about LeBron. He is once in a generation talent, and he still does it to this day. Even though he slowed down a little bit. At about 25 points per game, he has 8 rebounds a game and actually 10.5 assists per game. He's leading the league in assists, all thanks to really, I think, Anthony Davis. Him and Anthony Davis have been a scary duo this year. And, I mean, if they can keep this going through the playoffs, they can get far, and I know they can. And So that's really why I think Basketball Reference has LeBron James listed as a point guard because... He has, I mean, he's obviously leading the league in assists, and he's taking down the ball most of the time. I mean, you got Ray John Rondo and these other guards, but most of the time they're not on the floor, and LeBron's usually playing that point guard spot. Now, I mean, of course, yeah, not as good of year as usual, but I mean, he's playing next to the best big man in the entire league, Anthony Davis, in my opinion. So I just, I don't see anyone else at this forward spot of course he had a great year and his Lakers are locked in this first seed right now and I think we'll keep it until the playoffs now getting into my other forward spot on this team this is also an obvious pick Giannis Antetokounmpo Giannis having a fantastic year leading his Bucks to the best record in the East 53 and 12 and also the best record in the league they had a little bit of a slump at before the season was postponed. They had a three-game losing streak, so maybe this was good. And their last ten was they were only six and four. So I mean, if you take out those last ten, their team is forty-seven and eight, and that's not bad either. I mean, his Bucks team, best team in the league in terms of record. He has carried this team, and although he still needs to think work on his three-point jumper, it's still inconsistent, and it's like every time he has to take one, he has to take a dribble to get into a rhythm. I really think for him to be become the best player in the league, he has to develop that catch-and-shoot jump shot to be able to catch a shot in rhythm without having to take a dribble on his right side and be able to knock down at least like 30%. I think is a good number for his three-point percentage to get to. He is actually shooting 30% from three this year. Unfortunately, he has not taken the volume that I would like him to. But, of course, I think with time and when he gets really to his real prime, I think he'll be able to get that. But, I mean, he's he's put up 
basically 30 points at 29.6 points per game. He averages six assists and 14 rebounds a game. I mean, I'm, that's not very surprising because he has uh, – is it Brooke Lopez still there? I'm, I need to check my facts on that. But even if he's really the rebounder out here, I mean, he does it all for his team. He takes the ball down, drives to the basket, kicks it out. He's a playmaker. Just, I mean, Giannis, I think, is going to take the torch from LeBron here very soon. He is only t- still only 24, 25 years old. He has still a great future ahead of him, not even in his prime. He's just a scary player, and hey, I hope he's coming to the Warriors next season. <laughs> now, for my center pick, I'm going with Nikola Jokic. Now, I would go Joel Embiid here because I think Joel Embiid is the best center in the NBA but I don't think Joel played enough games for him to deserve this spot here. Now, Jokic, best center in terms of just he can do everything. He can pass the ball. He can shoot the ball. He can he has post moves. He, I mean, just the, uh, the best all-around center. Um, he's averaging 20 points per game, 10 rebounds a game, and 7 assists a game at that center spot. That 7 assists as a center is just insane. He is what makes this Denver Nuggets offense so good and just so balanced because he's just such a playmaker for this team and elevates the games of of Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Jeremy Grant, Paul Millsap, his whole team, even Michael Porter Jr. He is just a guy that makes everyone better but is also an elite post presence. He has had a great year, and his Nuggets are in the third seed in the Western Conference, and that I think that is a well-deserved spot. Welcome back, guys. Now we're going to get right into my picks for the All-NBA second team. Now, this first guard spot should be pretty obvious. This dude had a ton of 50-point games this year. He carried the team on his back, even with all of the injuries that this Portland Trailblazer team had had all year long. His name is from Damian Lillard out of Weber State Wildcats. I am so happy to be able to put him on this list. He has just had an amazing year. Of course, I don't think he was played on the level of course James Harden or Luka because his team is still on the ninth seed. I don't think that's really his fault, of course. Like I've said, his team was injured all year with Nurkic out, Collins McCollum out for a bit and other guys that were in and out of the lineup I really don't think that's his fault but again you got to give nods to guys who their teams are performing out here now of course Damian Lillard is averaging let's see right here he's fifth in the NBA for points per game he's averaging 29 points per game eight assists four rebounds as well as a steal per game and he's shooting 88% from the free throw line, 89%. He's shooting very well, 40% from three, and 46% from the field. Great percentages there. I'm loving that. And, I mean, the dude is just a clutch machine. He has hit so many clutch shots in his career. And, I mean, even this season it's shown he can just come come down the court and you have to pick him up at half court. He's one of those few players now like Steph Curry, Trey Young, and Damian Lillard. Those are guys you have to pick up at half court because they are dangerous and any shot within half court is a good shot for them. And, I mean, they, they hit these shots at a high clip and it's just really fun to watch Damian Lillard coming off screens and shooting it from the logo and just banging it home and hearing that Portland crowd go wild. I mean, it's one of my 
favorite players to watch just because also he is local coming out of Weeper State, just above, up above Ogden up there, and also my parents' alma mater. So, I mean, I always root for Dame as well as he's from Oakland, you know, the Bay Area, the Warriors and San Jose Sharks, who I support. So it's always great to see a guy like that do very well in this league. And I'm just, yeah, like nothing else to say. The dude is a baller. Now, the second guard on this LNBA team might be a little controversial. Um, His name is Bradley Beal. He is second in the NBA right now for points per game. He's 30.5 points per game with about six assists, four rebounds, a steal, He's shooting 35% from three, 45% from the field, as well as 84% from the line. Now, I put this guy here because, I mean, he's just had an incredible year. He's shown everyone that he really is a top elite guard in this league. I mean, he he was playing the All-Star game this year, even though he had a couple games I think he sat out just due to injury. But other than that, he was pretty healthy this year. But he just had some games where he went off. And he's just, again, like he's just one of the better scoring guards in this league that I think of. I mean, he he's carried this Wizards team really to this ninth seed. Without Bradley Beal, this Wizards team, I think, is the bottom of the barrel of the Eastern Conference. But right now, they're still in contention for the eighth seed if they play really well. And if Bradley Beal can go off here, like again, I've I've said like the Orlando Magic actually news that Al Farouk Camino or nor oh what's his name oh, I forgot his name but the their other forward um they they will both be out for this upcoming regular season as well as playoffs so I mean this magic team could falter a bit and this wizards team could climb up there and take their spot and I think Bradley Beal can lead them to that. And I mean, he's just had an incredible year. He's also played pretty good defense this year as well, even with having the scoring load on his back. That's Bradley Beal at that last guard spot. Now, the first forward spot of the second LNBA team is none other than Kawhi Leonard. Now, this dude, always just, always very quiet, of course. We all know Kawhi with his awkward laugh, but the dude is a killer on the court. He's averaging 27 points a game, seven rebounds, and five assists a game, also with two steals. This dude is your two-way player of the year, honestly. He can literally do everything. He can guard up your best guy while hitting pull-up jump shots on you, getting the basket, hitting pull-up threes. Kawhi, of course, nothing much to say there. Just had another incredible year. His Clippers are in the second seed in the Western Conference. I'm excited to see him play in the playoffs. Now, the second forward spot is going to Anthony Davis. Now, you may be thinking, well, Anthony Davis is a center. Well, Anthony Davis has actually come out and said that he really doesn't like playing center. He prefers to play the four, and that's what he's played the majority of his of this year. I think there was a stat he's saying he's played about 78% at that power forward spot. He really enjoys playing at that spot rather than the center spot. So that's why I've included him here at this second forward spot. Um, Anthony Davis has had a great year alongside LeBron. Um, I mean, he is just the guy that to go to even when LeBron is not having a good game 
Anthony Davis can go off too. He is ninth. He's top 10 in points with 27 points a game. So actually averaging more than LeBron. He is getting about 9.4 boards a game, three assists, actually a steal and a half a game as a power forward with two and a half blocks. This guy is my pick for defensive player of the year. Anthony Davis is just a presence inside. Even though he doesn't play the center that much, he does play a lot of defense inside the paint, blocking shots, sending them to the crowd. He can guard up literally almost any position other than, I think, point guard, maybe shooting guard. But Anthony Davis is versatile, long, can guard really any position in the front court from small forward, power forward, center. And he's shown that this year. He's still only 26 years old, almost entering his prime years. I mean, nothing much else to say for Anthony Davis. He's having a great year, and he's my second forward spot on the second All-NBA team. Now the second spot on this team will be taken by Joel Embiid. I mean, I cannot not put this guy on an All-NBA team. He is just too dominant inside whether if it's on defense or offense, he's a back-down punisher. He can really score with any post move at the rim as well as hit a couple catch-and-shoot threes. I mean, he, he I'll give it to him. At least he'll shoot them. He doesn't shoot them at a high clip, those three-point shots. But I'm glad that he at least is taking these three-point shots to extend the defense, to extend the other team's center, to at least give more floor spacing. So I will like that. And also... Joel Embiid is also, I think, other than Anthony Davis, the other best big in the league in terms of defensive stuff. I mean, the dude's seven foot one, weighs a ton, but he can also move and get up there and block your shot, but can also move his feet as well. I mean, Joel Embiid, great year. Um, I'm trying to bring up his stats here. It looks like he did not play as many minutes as I thought he would have done to be up this far, but... Here, let me get those stats for you right quick. While I'm here, um, just again, I hope you, you all are having a great day today. Again, it's a it's a harsh world out there right now, but all I can do uh, say is, even if you really if you can't donate or bring awareness to anything with this movement going on and and protests going on in the world right now, at least just be a good example to other people and try to be compassionate about other people's problems and just try to um, be understanding and just be a good example and treat everyone the same. And that's really all I have to say right there. I mean, just being a good example can do a lot more than you think. Now we have Joel Embiid's stats right here. He did only play 44 games, but in those 44 games, he averages 23 and a half points per game with 11.8 rebounds. So 12 rebounds a game, three assists, 1.3 blocks, I mean, he's just a monster inside, and his Sixers are the only the sixth seed right now. But, I mean, hey, when they were at home, they were unbeatable in that Sixers arena. No one could beat them there, even though that really won't translate to this Orlando site where they'll play. I think it'll still play a pivotal role in how they play. If they can really get in a groove like they do in home games, this team can be dangerous. Welcome back to the DC Hoops Basketball Podcast. Now we have the last segment for today. We're going to be going over my third All-NBA team. Now, I actually am a real fan of picking this team out. There's some really interesting players on here. 
And the first, we're going to just go right into it. The first guard we're having this team is Chris Paul. Now, Chris Paul, the last couple of years with the Rockets team, ever since he left the Clippers, I mean, he has not had the best of times with teammates or front office or anything like that. He's had a rough couple last year. But honestly, this year, he is the reason why this Thunder team isn't even in the playoffs. He's played out of his mind. I mean, he is only 50th in the league in scoring, putting up 17.5 a game with seven assists, four and a half boards. But this guy is the clutch shot taker. He has made a ton of clutch shots for this Oklahoma City Thunder team this year. He has been the guy in clutch time to hit shots for this team. And, I mean, that's one of the main reasons that he is on here. He has been the main focus of this I mean, overperforming, very overperforming Thunder team. I'm really impressed with it, and, I, and Chris Paul is the reason why. And he is brought back. I mean, he he's looking like his prime Clipper days, even prime Hornets days in that matter. It's really exciting to see him play like this, and I hope he can keep it up in the next year, even if he gets traded somewhere else. I don't know if he even will now, now that he's brought this Thunder team there. Maybe he'll play there that his last contract year. But honestly, he deserves this third spot on this third All-NBA team. Now, my second guard for this spot may be a little controversial just with the positioning. I picked Jimmy Butler. Now, on both NBA.com and Basketball Reference, he's listed as a small forward. But as many of you know, he actually did play shooting guard earlier in his career for the Chicago Bulls. So I actually put him here at this guard spot just because he can play both shooting guard and small forward. Now, kind of like how Chris Paul is for his Thunder team, Jimmy Butler is for this Heat team. Now, Jimmy Butler hasn't been the biggest scorer in the NBA. He's only put up 19 points a game. But again, he other than I think Kawhi Leonard, he's one of the best two-way forwards slash guards in the league this dude is also a clutch shot maker too I mean he's the he's the guy in clutch time that they go to he's the veteran of this team I mean with young guys like Tyler Hero Duncan Robinson Kendrick Nunn Bam at a at a bio I mean you have to have that veteran on this team that can lead this team and I think Jimmy Butler has really shown that he really wants a team to himself and look what he's done. I mean, even if he's caused havoc with the Sixers and Timberwolves the years prior, he's really shown that he really just wanted a team for him to take on his own. And he's really shown that he can do that, putting his heat in the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference this year. Well-deserved at that guard spot. It's Jimmy Butler. Now, this first forward spot, um, he's a young guy, same class as the guys, guys such as Donovan Mitchell, his name is Jason Tatum. Now, Jason Tatum, I think, is at a breakout year, his really first breakout year for the Celtics team. He is averaging 23.5 points per game with seven rebounds a game and three assists a game, as well as a steal and a half. This dude has had a great year. Um, he is really, even when Kemba was in the games, because Kemba kind of in and out with injury this year, even with him in and out, Jason Tatum was the focal point of this offense. He was he's taking threes, mid-range jumpers, turnaround jumpers, driving to the lane, dunking the ball. This dude has really built together a full arsenal on the offensive side of the ball and also has the potential to be one of the better two-way players in the NBA with him being around 6'9", lengthy, and 
I think just has the fundamentals down as well. And and if he can develop, really, I mean, he's only 21 years old. Like the joke everyone says, Jason Tatum's only 19. He's only this young, blah, blah, blah. But really, he is only 21, and he is already this good. I think he can be on a lot of all-star and all-NBA teams for years to come. And he should be, I mean, the Celtics should really focus on giving him an extension max extension and having him be the focal point of the Celtics and really the franchise player for many, many years to come. That's Jason Tatum. Now at the second forward spot, we have Pascal Siakam. I had to put this guy here. He has led his team to the second seed in the Eastern Conference without Kawhi Leonard, Mark Gasol, and others, and even Danny Green I mean, Marcus Gasol, I think, has been playing this year. I, actually, I don't know. If he's playing for the Raptors, though, he's been hurt most of the year. But, I mean, no one expected this Raptors team to be in the second spot. And Pascal Siakam is one of the main reasons why they are up this high. He is averaging 23.5 points per game. He's averaging 7.5 rebounds, 3.5 assists, as well as a steal per game. He's shooting 46% from the field and 36% from three. He has become, I mean, probably the – I mean – he grew up a role player on this um, Toronto Raptors team, but he really broke out last year with Kawhi, and especially this year, he showed that he can be a number one option with Kyle Lowry. And I mean, I have nothing much else to say about him. Six nine, he he is twenty five. He is on the older side for having him break out this late, but again, I don't think that really matters that much. I'm a real fan of his. I like. I love his game. He just kind of nonchalantly drops 25 on you without even without you even knowing. I mean, I, I think he's a fun player to watch, and that's Pascal Siakam at that forward spot. Now, this center spot was really tough for me. I honestly was about to go with Rudy Gobert here because Rudy. I mean, I was looking at some advanced stats here, and he is fourth, fourth in win shares. I mean, he he's always a I mean, that just really shows how big of an impact he is for his Utah Jazz team. But I really couldn't have have him above Bam Adebayo. Bam Adebayo has had a fantastic year, breakout year. He is a little bit of an undersized center, but even if he has played very very well, Bam is actually top 10 in win shares himself. The dude I mean, he made the all-star game well-deserved as well. He's an up-and-coming guy I think the Miami Heat need to keep track on because if they can keep Bam Adebayo at a decent money rate, I mean, he's going to be a steal for these guys. Um, I've loved watching him this year, and I think he deserves this center spot with just how much of a great year he has had. Um, Let me get up his points per game here. As we look, let me do that. Okay, yeah, he's up here. He's averaging six, only 16 points a game with 10.5 rebounds, 5 assists, a block, and a steal. But this dude does a lot more than people think for this team. Stats really don't tell everything. I mean, he has, I mean, again, been the other main reason for this Miami team to do so well. He's only 22 years old. He started every game he played in this year. I think he played all 65 games for his Miami Heat. So, I mean, he's just been a a consistent player this year and one I think can end up being one of the best centers in the league in due time. 
Um, he has really been a great compliment, again, I've said to Jimmy Butler, and he is definitely my center pick for this All-NBA team, the third team. Now, those are my picks for the 2019-2020 All-NBA teams. I appreciate you guys listening in today. It was a really fun podcast to be able to pick out my All-NBA teams for this year. This next Thursday, I will be having another podcast, of, of course, coming out on Thursday. Right now, it's open. I will let you guys know on the Twitter feed what the episode will be on. If you guys do have any ideas or topics please drop it down in my Twitter or Instagram DMs, which will be down below. Thanks again, guys, for tuning in. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and peace out.